This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. What up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. The pain, the passion, the podcast. Why are you sticking your tongue out at me? What are you doing? (laughs) Are you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at my computer screen. Not at you, don't worry, and I have my tongue out. Sometimes I do that when I'm thinking. I bite my tongue as I'm thinking. All right, my name is Craig. Some people call me Axe and that dude with the tongue. Where's this going tonight, Barry? I don't know where you're taking it. You're in the driver's seat, my friend. All right, it's been a while. You ready to do this? Yeah. This is season three. Episode two. This is Randy from Los Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years. Hey, Craig and Barry. This is Rock from Sydney, Australia. I'm from D.C. Hey, guys. Steve this here. Manny from Stanford. Calling all the way from Palm Springs, California. It is a hard. It's a hard. It is a hard. Knicks. Knicks life. Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. What is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Axe? How have you been? It's been like nine days since we last. And literally, we haven't spoken in nine days, right? Yeah, we haven't. You know, maybe like one or two texts, if that. How, how have you been? Are you settled into the home? No, I'm not. <laughs> you guys were away on vacation, right? No, it was, well, oh, you- yeah, we went away for the weekend. Uh, right. Two days up in Rhode Island, which is nice. And then we came back Monday. The movers were finally able to come back because the floors are done. They brought everything up. But then I had to leave Tuesday morning on like a little business trip for like three days. So I just got back like an hour ago. So the so family, bad, the leaving, family like, survived. The f- family survived the uh, the standing. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. You know, this is the type of thing that really doesn't show for like another two or three years. So if my son <laughs> right. like grows a, a third year yeah. or something like that, or you know, his hand falls off, then then we'll know maybe something happened. Well, at least he can enjoy the floors for a few years. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> How do they look? They the look dog great. is back. The dog's back. Yeah, the dog is back. Yeah. Is he, does you, do you let him run around on the floors or? Yeah, she could run around on the floors. She, yeah. sorry. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. How about you? How have uh, how you been the past week? I miss I miss the Knicks, dude. There's no there's nothing. There's nothing except a lot of hate. There's always hate against us. Yeah. Have you seen these Porzingis Drago comparisons, dude? <laughs> yes. First of all, <laughs> listen. Every fucking off season, everyone compares Porzingis to Drago when he's when he's working out. Yeah, yeah. There's I nothing you, fucking you, you. You were sending sending me pictures of him like last year, like working out in like a park, and we were saying, man, he's gonna be buff. You know, his lower body might be injured, and he's got to heal it, but he's gonna t- spend all this time, you know, building up muscle up top. Everyone's going crazy about this one picture of him doing bicep curls. They look like reverse bicep curls. And he looks, yeah, he looks jacked. Big right. fucking deal. He do, Everyone does when they're doing that exercise. All you got to do is think back to those. Remember that documentary when Porzingis was in rehab after the yeah. injury? Yep. And how hard it was for him to just like bench 45 
<laughs> two 45-pound plates on the bar. Yeah. Like, it was a struggle. Yeah. He is not Drago. He's nowhere close to as strong as that picture makes him look. I can promise you that. Should we even care, Barry? Um, I mean, it's the type of thing you want to peek in on, obviously. <laughs> Do you get jealous when, when, when the entire nation is going crazy, t- talking about how jacked the unicorn is? <laughs> I, I don't get I think jealous. ESPN called him the unit corn. Yeah, yeah. But here's what got me thinking, and, and I need you to help me with this. Oh, no. Barry right now, by the way, has his head in his hands. Well, I, ju- I just want to understand why I feel a certain way. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right? Oh, I need boy. to know. His hands are covering his eyes right now. <laughs> the Knicks lost a lot of players last year, right? And, like, we're fine with everything, right? But when I think about these players that have been on the Knicks from last year, like Trey Burke and Tim Hardaway, like I don't dislike any of these guys. Mario Hazonia, DeAndre Jordan, even though he's a net, I don't dislike him. I liked him when he was on the team, and he left on good graces as far as I'm concerned. Even Ennis Cantor. Say what you want to say about Ennis Cantor. You're about to tell me you like Ennis Cantor? Well, listen, when I think back to Ennis Cantor on the Knicks – I'm not going to think about like those last couple of months when he was a real sourpuss because put yourself in his shoes. It was a contract year for him. He wanted to be on the court. You know, it, it, that's what it was about. But you got to take what I take from his time with the Knicks was all the times he played being hurt. All right, Barry, you know what? I'm going to cut you off here. I know there's not a lot going on with the Knicks, but but there's not so little that we need to talk about Ennis Cantor. But 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 my point is I'm not going to boo the guy when I see him. He was fine. I appreciated him when he was on the Knicks. Obviously, you know, there's things you can get on him about, but I thought he was a good team player up until the very end when his contract came out. Okay, Courtney Lee, Emmanuel Moutier, Noah Vonley, all good, you know, good feelings about these guys, you know? Why do I dislike Chris Stapp's Porzingis so much or like have that negative feeling inside about him. You know, he skipped an exit meeting, but that was between him and Phil Jackson. Like when he was a Nick, I, I loved him. I felt like he was a, a, a good, um, like a good role model, even like the way he spoke and, you know, and, and this and that. I thought it was a great thing for New York. Why did that change? And it's you not just know, because he's on another why? team. Yeah. Well, first of all, he was way more important to this team. He was supposed to be the future of this organization. We gave him a lot more, and we expected a lot more from him than fucking guys like Ennis Cantor and Trey Burke and Mario Hazonia, Barry. This dude was supposed to be the cornerstone of our franchise for his entire career. So we, we all thought, he, we all thought he'd be him. a top five NBA player. We thought his... Number would be in the fucking rafters one day. We drafted him. He was with us from the beginning. So yeah, when he tells us all of a sudden he doesn't want to be here anymore, you, why are you fucking asking me this question? Of course you're going to dislike him. You're going to have great disdain for the fucking man. And we all do. Because we draft him and we expect them to at least want to play out their entire rookie contract. He couldn't even do that. He hated it so much. The man we love so much... Hated it here so much. So what happens, Barry? We fucking hate him. Good. I just I need to hear this because I don't want to feel guilty. You shouldn't feel about guilty. hating him. You know what I mean? We're like family when you're on the Knicks. 
especially when you we draft you. Right. See, this is like you getting me over, like when when you break up with the, with a girl, you know, and like maybe I was in love with her and she broke up with me, and now I just got to be like, fuck that bitch. Right. Yeah, we were, and we, remind me she didn't me, want to be with you. Yeah. Meanwhile, dude, we were all patiently waiting for him to get back. Right. Everyone wanted him to just take the whole year off so he could get healthy. For him, we weren't thinking about us. <laughs> and he can't even get through that. We were being more patient than him. We were happy to have him wait the whole year, but he couldn't even wait a year. Couldn't even wait to see what we did in the offseason. He had to go, even though there was no chance of him playing until the following season. He, had, he hated so much, Barry. He couldn't even be on the team when he wasn't on the team. What does that tell you? <laughs> He's weak. Yeah, that Knicks schedule came out, and it looks like we're going to be seeing Chris Stapps twice in one week in November. Of course, the NBA gives gives him to us because they know Porzingis is one of these early season guys, you know, before he starts breaking down. Oh, Barry has been disconnected. Oh, I'm back. I don't know what happened. You froze. That shitty fucking internet connection at the new house. You're back <sighs> now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you froze. You froze. <laughs> okay. We both froze. I mean, I didn't. My you talking? My Skype froze because so yeah, did yours. Your, your video froze. Well, listen. I mean, we never had these issues before you moved. All right. So what you're saying? Da- they play Dallas twice in in the span of a week. So yeah, and of course it's in November, right? And we all know how Porzingis performs at the beginning of the season. I have a little warning for Knicks fans, right, Barry? Okay. He is going to start off the season for Dallas. He might be a little rusty at first, but. Whether he's jacked, not jacked, however he looks physically, he's going to look great on the court. Be prepared because the Knicks are going to get shredded by everybody. Yeah, but you know what's going to make know, up for that? But you know he's going to be killing it out there. All you need is one of our guys to have a great start to the season, whether it's Randall or R.J. Barrett surprising everybody out of the gate. No, because then they, will ju- Jr. then they will just say it could have been he could have been with all these guys. <laughs> Except DSJ. Whatever. But I'm just telling you, be fucking prepared because it's going to happen. He's going to, he's probably going to be great. We all know his potential. He is a great talent. But we also know that at some point his legs are just going to collapse. So we just got to all be patient until that time. Is that wrong to say? Uh, No, it's not that bad. (laughs) I think you're okay. But you know that's what's going to happen. He's going to look great. We're going to get killed by all the media. Nets Daily is going to be tweeting about it constantly. It's not like a surprise. He's, yeah, he looked great, you know. Two seasons ago as well. It's not like we didn't know what we gave up. He was averaging like 27 points a game to start the season two years ago. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. He had a stretch of 30-plus points in like 10 straight games. He looked like MVP candidate worthy. So just be prepared. It's just a warning, Barry. It's just a warning. That's fine. That's fine. How about this Mello news that Mello has been working out with Brooklyn Nets players out in L.A.? And of course, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, they just have, they just, for some reason, they think that they could probably lure some Knicks fans over to them by getting mellow. Did you right? see the players that he worked out with? Who were the or, players? Because I, I didn't. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I didn't see it. He worked out with some Nets. Was it with the whole team? Or oh, was no, the whole were, team's not working out in LA? Exactly. It so, was just select Nets players. Who I don't know who if it is. If that's the case, if there were, if, if it was fucking three Nets. And they turn this into this story. I mean, then that's fucking ridiculous. Melo's been playing with NBA players the last, you know, two years, whether he's been right. with the team or not with the team. Yeah. That's what these guys do, especially in the summertime. Well, he, you know, Melo only gets to play with NBA players in the offseason. 
right. That's right. That's what it's come down to. I got to tweet that out. He's basically like J. Cole, right? <laughs> right. So you're right. I mean, why is that a big deal? Plays with if fucking like everybody a, in the offseason. Like, if the team if the team invited him to their practice, which I don't even know if you can do that. Um, I mean, that's a story. But yeah, I want more info, and maybe the maybe the info's there, and I just didn't, uh, you know, investigate enough. Well, how would you be feeling about it if Melo returned to the NBA with Brooklyn? Well, you give a I shit. I mean, not that much, but it would be like a, it would be like being shot with a BB gun twice in a month. The first wouldn't one, you when, would really care. The first one when Kevin Durant went there, and then the second when Carmelo went there. I know Durant was never ours, but it sure felt like he was. Um, and I say it was only a BB gun, not a gunshot, because he's injured and we don't know what his future is going to be. And then but the, for them to get Carmelo, it's just kind of weird. It's like it's like them like trying to tug New York, you know, from the Knicks to the Nets, you know, and it's not going to happen. Obviously, you know, it's not like Knicks fans are going to jump ship over to, to, to Brooklyn. Well, they, um, they they you know, some weak fucking mellow fans who basically only became Knicks fans. Because Amelo probably would. But the Nets, I do really feel like they'd feel that way. I mean, they got Henry Ellenson, right? Trying to lure some Knicks fans. I'm kidding, Barry. <laughs> um, yeah, I have to be honest. Like, I wouldn't... I, I don't, don't think give that a would shit. Be a move. I don't I, care. And I don't think that's a move the Nets are going to make. I mean, the Nets have taken no, a lot they, of pride. They in will. What, they, they've they will. taken a lot of pride in what where they've gotten themselves to in the last couple of years. And they're getting a ton of praise from... You know, everybody, every NBA, you know, analyst out there and commentator, they're getting all the praise in the world. Sean Marks is and and everything that team is building. Um, the offseason that they had is being respected as well. I don't think they would do like a pony show type of signing. If they brought Melo in, you know how much praise they would get, Barry? From who? They're going to get praise from, from e players, They will get maybe, praise from saying, everybody only because it would be a knock against the Knicks. I, I disagree. People are smart enough, especially people that analyze this game and that you know the, that I watch on TV and listen to on the radio, that are going to see through that and they're going to know this. It's a, it's not it's not a, a wise move. I'll make for a the same reasons we discussed right now, last Barry. time. It's not a wise move for any team because it's a, it's a sideshow. It's a distraction. No, the 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 media would love it. I guarantee it. Stefan Bondi would be writing about how great, how oh. brilliant of a move it is. I disagree. I mean, the media is going to love it because it's a story, and they love stories, especially in August when there's, you know, really are none. I mean, as bad as everybody feels for DeMarcus Cousins today, it was like Oof. the first big news, you know, that, that's come out in, 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 in days besides the schedule, you know? That is brutal that he went down, that DeMarcus went. Do you see the video? Uh, I didn't see the video, no. There's video. It's just this casual, like, I guess he realizes it and just gets on one leg and just falls down and... To to oh. tear your ACL in a, in one talk, of these like pickup games. Talk about about a guy having a bad oh. couple of years. This is what happens when you start getting those injuries, though. You're you're just, it's very hard to not have like the same thing just keep happening over and over. So last year he signed with Golden State for like five million, right? Oh yeah. What was his deal this year with the Lakers? Yeah, one year, three point five million oh dollar God. deal with the Lakers. This fucking guy, he Poor can't dude, get paid man. either. He went from like, he was one of the top fucking 
five, seven players in the NBA, right? Yeah, you talk about dynamic duos, you know, all these dynamic duos this year. Oh. That that was the Pelicans a couple of years ago with him and Davis in their front line. I really do feel bad for him. Can you imagine if we? And I don't even I don't even like part the guy. of our cap to sign that dude. What say that again? Can you imagine? Remember there were talks of the Knicks being interested in him for like a big one year deal. Can you imagine if we did that? Ugh. I mean, I would have been disappointed from you know <laughs> before he got injured if they just if they made if they did make that signing. That's not a big deal for the Lakers. They just invested three and a half million dollars into him. Yeah, but I know, honestly, but, but this is why you stay him. away from these. It's a huge deal for him. I feel so bad for him. But that's why you don't sign guys with these injuries to huge deals. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers got to be so thankful that it was such a small deal that you know that they're really not not losing anything. Did you see this article on Bleacher Report? Listing every rebuilding NBA team's biggest need right now. No. Oh, this is a good one, Barry. The hate. All there is is hate right now. Why? What, what, what's... So, so it lists it lists the biggest needs for the Hawks, the Hornets, the Bulls, the Cavaliers, the Grizzlies, and the T-Wolves, and the Knicks, and the Phoenix Suns. It's a long list. Sure. Yeah, so I'm going to go through them, the and I'm going to ask you what you think they put as the Knicks' biggest need. All right, so the Hawks, they said they needed a center. The Hawks are pretty stacked with young right. guys. Right. Hornets, star potential. The Bulls need a playmaker. The Cavaliers need stoppers. That's all they need, stoppers, and they're good. All right. The Bulls need a playmaker? Yeah, just... just this is already yeah, a I'm, shit list. I'm just giving you a sense. <laughs> go ahead. The Grizzlies need two-way wings. That's all they need. Minnesota needs a long-term point guard. The Suns need two-way players, all right, because they already have Aiton and Booker. What do the Knicks need? Tell me, Barry. What does Bleacher Report think the Knicks need? The Knicks need a shooter. Okay. So each of these other teams, they all need, like, one thing, right? (laughs) They just need one thing. The Knicks. (laughs) Not a shooter, Barry. According to Bleacher Report... The Knicks' biggest need as a rebuilding team right now, talent. What the fuck, Bleacher Report? <laughs> I mean, talent. Can you believe that? No. Like, fuck and you. I'm a little... <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers, all they needed are some stoppers, and they're good. There's a picture of fucking, they use a picture of Kevin Love. And the fucking point guard. What's the it's point guard? It's such a cop-out answer, though. <laughs> You're giving me such specific things they, for these They have other a picture teams. of Love and Sexton. Oh, yeah. They're, 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 that's all they need are some stoppers. I mean, how much disrespect can we get? This, this, we have a lot of good young guys. I'm fucking sick of the hate around the country right now for the Knicks. I know we were the worst team in the league last year, dude, but between R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Kevin Knox, Dennis Smith Jr., that's a solid group of young dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's just four of them. No, that's I mean that's one that's the thing I love most about this offseason that we had was yeah, we got six new players, but we didn't give up any of our youth. We as got younger. Big we of got a younger. young core that you want to call it a core. We didn't lose any of them. And we added Randall, which you can't Yeah. You can't forget that he is as young as any of them. And he's getting better and better and put up huge numbers last year. Yeah, close to all-star numbers. Oh, I didn't even fucking mention Mitchell Robinson when I listed those guys, dude. And it says they should have at least a few keepers among their young core, but Mitchell Robinson could emerge as the best of the bunch. 
and never see his offensive range reach beyond the restricted area. In other words, they don't have an established star. And with question marks surrounding R.J. Barrett's shooting range and one-on-one game, they may not have an elite prospect either. It just fucking makes me sick. Zion Williamson loves R.J. Barry. Did you hear his, his quote? I did hear some of his quotes. Called R.J. Barrett a killer. Said yep. Knicks fans can expect that they are getting a killer. For the people that are trying to look down on him, R.J.'s been through worse. He knows how to battle through it. And he's going to bring the city everything he's got. And then did you see that quote from R.J.? About all these training videos and why he why there aren't any of him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah. I mean, the more this guy talks, the more I'm like falling in love with him. Chris Stapps who? <laughs> he was like, I don't play those games. Nobody needs to see me train. Meanwhile, Chris Stapps has, has his trainer taking photos of him in mid, like in the middle of a fucking bicep curl, Barry. Right. What did you say? It looked like blue steel. Did I? I didn't say that. Yeah. You, didn't you do like a picture of Ben Stiller from Zoolander? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's the look. The look is blue steel. All right, Barry. Want to listen to some voicemails? Sure. All right. Greg, Barry. What's up, man? John. Out here in Long Island. I have a quick question with the Knicks schedule coming out. Do you think that it's going to be overpriced, the Garden, again, like always? Every year, the Garden is always overpriced. Tickets unbearable. How do you think this year? Barry, I know he always buys his tickets on... uh whatever website you guys promote. Let me know. What do you think? How much do you think the poor thing is going to go to? 150 250 300 <laughs> All right, Barry. Uh, I mean, it's a weird question, but we'll take it, right? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, there's... So, first of I all, would... you got... First of all, you got all different levels of seating. So, we'd... It's really hard. <laughs> Depends where you want to sit. Right, right. Right. But, like, so, as soon as the schedule came out, I wanted to see when the Lakers were coming to New York. Um, you know, I, I thought I was going to go to the opening, the home opener, because I did last year okay. and I loved it. But after the Lakers, did you go got, on Seat? Did you go on SeatGeek to check this out or Hardnick's Life? All caps, save, no spaces. By the way, save save SeatGeek for a minute. So I decided after the Lakers got Davis, I want to go see the Knicks play the Lakers. I've never seen LeBron play in person. I'd like to see him play the Lakers. So I've been wait. I was waiting for it to come out, and uh, so I see that they're playing L.A in January on a Wednesday night. Uh, but you can't buy single-game tickets yet. But I know these tickets are going to be fucking expensive. They got to be. So, I mean, generally speaking, compared to last year, like your basic game against the, you know Detroit or Chicago or like one of these teams that nobody really cares about, um, I think it's probably going to be in line with last year. I mean, it should not go up. I mean, they're coming off their worst season, you know, Knicks history. So it should not go up. Um, but, I mean... You goddamn right. When they play the Lakers, that ticket's gonna be probably the most expensive ticket you're gonna find. More expensive than when they play Dallas. I mean, I don't. Well, I don't know why the tickets would be more expensive when they play Dallas. I don't think they're not. Fans are gonna be paying a lot of money to go see a guy they hate or even boo Porzingis. I would understand if you oh, wanted it's gonna to see be a him because ticket. you miss him. You think it, that's going to be listen, a hot ticket? It's going to be a hot ticket, and because and what fans want to see Randall fucking demolish. That fuck? Yeah, it's not even going to be a New York thing. It's going to be a national thing. I mean, you're telling me Sports Center is not going to, when they're doing the highlights of the game the next day, no matter what happens, when he's announced, they're going to show it. It's going to be one of the stories that day. KP's first game back. 
when Kawhi returns to Toronto, that's going to be big news. When Kyrie goes back to Boston, that's going to be the biggest one. Um, cause he's going to, he's going to get fucking, fucking killed. I wouldn't be surprised if they storm the court. Oh yeah. I mean, he's, he, he told them he was staying. I mean, Chris Dapps is not going to get cheered. But, but yeah, but that's, what I mean, that, it's definitely going to be, by the way, you, you put out about a chant. Oh, because somebody said, um, should we get a chant going when KP returns? And so then I you, put, you did a poll like of, of potential chants. Yeah, I gave him four. I got to be honest with you, Barry. That was in poor taste. The last one. The last one. Oh, I know. I was, in, I was embarrassed, <laughs> dude. So, so Barry <laughs> tweets this poll. Wants everyone to choose, like, which is the best chant that we should give for KP. What were they? The first one was what? F-U-K-P. All right. What was the second one? Um, Eunice Snake. Eunice Snake. Okay, the third one. I think the third one was really would be a very difficult chant, but it was in it there. It didn't have a ring to it, but it was something like <laughs> unicorn ball, unicorn ball. Oh, that's awful. Now the yeah. fourth one, though, dude, I cannot believe you put that. I wouldn't chant it, but I thought there there may be some real you know drunk people and poor taste that might <laughs> chant it. They would have to be drunk and in poor taste and. Drunk and in poor taste just when they're doing your fucking poll to select that. What it was did it? Get, it, it, it I'd did like get you, a couple of votes. I'd like to hear you do this chant. I'm going to do it, but I, I do feel bad when I do it, okay? You should feel I'm bad. I'm not enjoying it, but I just put it out there because it has another option. This, this is like the, <laughs> the throwaway option. <laughs> this is the I'm never going to get another job for the rest of my life option is because it that of my bad? social media account. It's not that bad. It's not? KP raped me. I'm not uh, saying it a second time. That Even you saying that, I could, the guilt, I could feel it. The guilt chills. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's, I'm not, I shouldn't even be laughing. It's just not good, Barry. No, you never want to do any type of rape joke. You know, no matter what, it's just one of those, those things you avoid. But I didn't did avoid you, it. Did you lose any followers after that? Or oh, that's a good question. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> All the female Knicks fans got it's, rid of you. Ah, it's not that bad, is it? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> All right, here's one more. What's up, fellas? It's Jose from Twitter. You know, it's a hard Knicks life when you start reading these reports about Melo working out with the Nets and, you know, speculation about him signing with the Nets. And you just know that if he does sign with Brooklyn, there's going to be this whole media praise saying, you know, they're the place for Melo to do his goodbye, farewell tour. You know, they're the ones that are going to fix Melo and free Melo and all this shit. But just two weeks ago, they were openly mocking the Knicks on the reports that if they signed two max free agents, they were considering bringing back Melo uh, to help out uh, as a veteran presence and whatnot. So I'm just sick of this shit. It's a hard next life. Can't wait for our kids to prove them all wrong. If that happens, I'm gonna take the high road. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be happy about it, saying that look, the Knicks didn't get sucked in to signing this guy. It would have been so easy for them to do it. 
And yeah, I mean, maybe half the media would have praised the Knicks for doing it, but they stayed on, on, on course. They didn't fall into the trap. Look, OKC Thunder didn't want him. Houston Rockets didn't want him. Other NBA teams didn't want him either. You're telling me if the Nets do it, it's going to be praised? Other teams don't want any part of it. And it would have been really easy for the Knicks to fall into that trap. And Listen, that's what let, I'm going to take with me. Let the Nets do it. I don't care. I don't know why anyone would care, honestly. If anything, can you imagine Kyrie and Carmelo on the same team, how that would go? I guarantee that does not go well. There's no way Carmelo wants to play with Kyrie. And Carmelo on that team, he wouldn't even defer when he was on the Rockets or the Thunder with other great players. You think he's going to defer to anyone on the Nets? I'm telling you, the Nets, the Nets are focused right now. They're not going to sign Carmelo. It's not going to happen. It, I mean, if they do it, it's only they. They're so desperate to I get still think, out of the shadow of the Knicks, dude. I would not be shocked. They're getting out of the shadow. They're not getting. You can't get out of the. You can't get out of the shadow, Barry. They're getting there. You tell me, with a healthy Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on that team, they're not going to be out of the shadow. I'm not saying nationally, that they're going to... Nationally, they might be out of the shadow, Barry, yes, but in yes. our city, they will never be out of the shadow. They will never be the most talked about team in the city. Well, I mean, I can't... I, I mean, I don't know who fucking cares. It's just a fact. <laughs> all right, dude, that's it. That's all we got. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at hardnickslife. Follow Barry at Barry Dworkin for the greatest rape tweets you will ever read. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can call us. My first and my last. Okay? I hope so. But you, you just can... fucking delete it before it's too late. <laughs> you, can, you can call us at 516-33-MESH-1. Remember, if you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast and leave us some reviews. How many star reviews should they give? Out of five? Yeah. Five. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much your only option. By the way, I just want to say really quickly, I watched a seven-minute highlight today. So did France I. France playing Montenegro. What is just, Montenegro, by the way? I don't I, know. I, I never heard of a country called Montenegro. Did you? Yes, I've heard about it. I don't know where it is. It's a country? I, I can't confidently say it's a country. I've just heard of Montenegro. Is it a region? What is Montenegro? You know we live in the age of Google, and you can find this out in a second. You don't have to wait for the podcast to ask me. I figured I'll wait till the podcast, because I saw that too, and I thought to myself... It's a country in Southeast Europe. Really? And there's people that are Mon Montenegros? It borders Bosnia and Herz Herzegovina? You're telling me there's enough people that are born in Montenegro to make up a basketball team? All these guys are really from there? I don't know. All right, but I watched the seven seven minutes. So you're desperate also. to see some Frank, right? Yeah, and I saw like two things. Yeah. It took like six minutes just to see one thing. One I was thing so close things. to turning that shit off. And it wasn't even worth seeing. It was like an He got one. like a three-point and one on a yeah. fast break, but it was like the... It was... Fucking, it's European basketball. A finger roll you know? with nobody in front of him after he duped him and he got fouled. Right. There was nothing. And yeah, and then like a like a defensive, couple of defensive stops. And like, you know, French Knicks podcast, big proponents of Frank. I'm a big proponent of Frank. I'm out. I'm out on that, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm done. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I think I'm basically out too. I can't do it anymore. Even in these French games, it's just like he's getting a couple points and it's not making that much of an impact. 
You watch a seven-minute highlight, I expect to see more out of an NBA player on that court. And there's next to nothing. But I watched because French Nick's podcast said he had a great game, so... All right, guys, that's it. Until next time. Know my bookie? You don't have to do that? Ah, we are supposed to do that. <laughs> Fuck. You the know what? Just just ending. give the promo code. We don't have to read the whole <laughs> fucking thing. Go to mybookie.ag, open up an account, and when you do, you're going to get some, some extra goodies. But, but use the promo code LIFE. That's it. That was a lot easier, dude. That was actually our last My Bookie read because we're changing media networks, changing podcast networks. All right, nobody gives a shit. Until next time, it is a hard Nick's <laughs> life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.